Welcome to another episode of the If You Know You Know podcast with your host Rashad and your boy you? Vlad, your boy oh, Blizzy, V Twizzy, V Twizzy. <laughs> nah, that sounds wild, mo. Nah, nah. <laughs> chill, chill. Young demo in the building, Rashad in the building. Was good. Yeah, How's everybody? You know, everybody did their Christmas shopping. Got your stuff done. I didn't get shit done. I'm about to get shit done after this, though. I like the last minute rush. You know, what's you know what's you? funny? The last minute rush and the niggas be mad. <laughs> like, Damn, all these work. fucking people here. Mad people. Nobody knows how to drive. Nobody knows how to park in the fucking parking spots. You mad angry and you waited till the last minute. Yeah. And then you got to wrap all your presents. You got to do hella stuff. Like, people just be doing the most. But hopefully, y'all all got y'all stuff and everything's good and we in the building. Everything's good. Everything's gravy. Everything's good. Nah, listen. Uh, make sure that y'all don't stress yourself out on the holiday. You know, don't have no uh, crazy family conversations at the table. Nah, don't do that. <laughs> don't be fired up off the off the licks. You know, and go crazy. You know, yeah. be cool. Keep it cordial. Have a nice family event. And all you ladies out there that cashed out on your OnlyFans accounts, I want to say congratulations. <laughs> y'all did your thing. Uh-huh. I mean, now's a time where you can go out and you can buy some things for the family. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, get yourself a nice little pair of Louis Vuittons. And you know, you was out here really working on that camera, so. You deserve all your rewards. Yo, make sure that you <laughs> make sure that you rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, definitely. If you're listening, take screenshots, take video clips, and send it to us. Also, if you have questions, you know, please feel free to reach out, and we will definitely answer you. Whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, where we 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 everywhere. So everywhere, like air. You feel me? OnlyFans. We answer. No, we're not on OnlyFans. <laughs> we should get an OnlyFans, but change the game to OnlyFans. So it's not like just only like porn and stuff. There's an option for other shit on there? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I it's just that. a platform to for people to be your fan. Oh, I don't even go on that shit. I don't even go on that shit at all. No, you got to do it's your not research. My bag. You got to know about the research. But I'm going to get on there now just because I have to do some research and I might get, you know, I might get lost in the. Lost in <laughs> you might get lost. I might get some tokens <laughs> <laughs> while I'm there. I'm at the store already. He said Fuck some it. tokens. Nah, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what you were talking about, like, people said, don't talk to me if you don't got no money. Like, no, I was saying, because, like, that's like, you know, that's something that everybody says now. And it's like that. I think the um, men and women, men and women, but I think that got, because uh, before we were talking about the OnlyFans shit and all these little side hustles that, that people it's kind of good that it's being created. It's a, it's, a, it's a pro and a con. It's good because people who wouldn't have opportunities to get bags in certain worlds. These new fields is creating these random new bags. So, you know, before people was working in the clubs and it was working in the strip clubs, not even dancing. Mm-hmm. And then it was the inst- Instagram, you know, hustling and getting files and lights and getting some ads and all that. Now it's, um, you know, now they got the little the platforms where you're creating your own platform, basically. Mm-hmm. Like they have some other shit besides OnlyFans. I forgot what it was called. Like copycats now. Now there's a lot of different. I mean, versions like of that. Patreon and other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patreon. They have a couple of those, and it's like, yo, I mean, that's a good way to get your that's a good way to get your bread up. But I think a lot of those women who have large audiences, it kind of actually should be a, a a light bulb in their mind that they could actually now pivot this audience into something else that they really want to do. You know, not to bring up Mia Khalifa, but she stopped doing porn and she pivoted her her, her audience to sports um well, I don't want to say sports broadcasting, but she's like a sports She she gets What's her time? What would you say she is? She's a um, She's a sports personality. She's yeah, a sports personality. Sports, which yeah, is dope. Which like, is dope because her whole audience the majority of her audience still follows her and went to that route. A lot of people still fuck with her mm-hmm. and she used her audience to that. So I think some of you, like somebody came up to me recently saying they want to do their own podcast and da da da. And it's like, yo, you have a pretty good audience already with what you're doing now. You should pivot that audience into you talking about your life, how you even got here and having guests on and sharing that world with people. Because mm-hmm. people want to know what that's like over there. Not people do. Like, I mean, it's, it's definitely a field that is the hot topic on all social media platforms just because, you know, a lot of people are talking about sex work and, you know, people are. I guess body shaming and like frowning upon women showing their body. And I mean, there's even men too, but you know, it's a different Avenue. Definitely. If you come at it with a clear mind, like, listen, get your shit off. If motherfuckers is paying for fetishes and paying for you to show pictures of your feet or whatever type of shit, go ahead do your thing. No, that's fire. That is fire. <laughs> if I could find out, I would do it. If, if I found somebody who want to see some feet, I'll send them the, I'll send them 80% of a female's body from the head all the way down to the shins and then I said to my feet <laughs> that nigga would be sick he his refund no I actually knew somebody who did like a fake 
like they had a fake OnlyFans and was just like posting other people. It was a pictures. nigga though, right? Yeah, it gotta be a dude. No, nah, no, nah, it was a shorty. Oh, it was a girl doing yeah. it though. Oh, so I was just like, well, she she just geeing people. I mean, at the end of the day, get your little hustle, but there's a market for it. There's always a market for something that somebody wants to buy. Right now, that's the hot market. Everybody's on. I mean, Twitter's booming, Instagram's booming, and all these you know young men and women are out here just on OnlyFans getting a content off. They see, and I, I think that's where it hits a trigger because they're calling content creator. That's not really a what content are you creating? What do you mean? Like, if you're just showing, you know, yourself naked, what type of content are you creating? You're creating sexual provocative content. Yeah, but we need to go deeper. Like, just because you show yourself naked isn't content. It is. How? Because, you know, especially us as, as like, Americans, we're very ooey about nakedness and sexual things. So, for us here... That's that's con- that's more. So- I don't mean it's probably like that everywhere, but that's content. That is content. There's, there's, probably, there's a little bit of art in it. That's content. It's art and everything. I mean, it's art if it. they you know doing setups. They fucking got a script and everything. That's that's content. I see what you're saying. It's like lazy content. Yeah. Or microwave content, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like microwave food is still food, but it's not like you know what I mean. You ain't out here bragging about your food because yeah. you warmed it up in the microwave <laughs> and it was lunchables or whatever. I feel you. No, no, but it's still content. Like. It could be bad. I mean, have you ever seen some naked? Have you ever seen some girls naked and you was like not into it? Like, what is this? Oh, you're bugging. This is trash. I'm good. That's content you don't I mean, like. That's content for someone else. All right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, so it's still kind of content. They're making themselves content, just themselves. Because yeah. I used to look at that shit and I'm like, damn, like I don't know. Some, I feel like if you are, I think I said this before too, if you're on the internet and you're taking these pictures and you're building a brand of yourself and you actually are getting money mm-hmm. and you are doing it and you are genuinely happy doing what you're doing. Then go right ahead, do, do you. But if you out here on the internet just talking crazy, I've been seeing some posts on the internet. People be talking like putting their personal shit out there. And it's like, yo, you don't get no money from this. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're just out here looking crazy. So, yeah. this is going aside off. From yeah, yeah, my fault. Main... No, 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 no. That's cool. I said what I'm about to say. Like, so people, they said there was, a, you know, there's a direct correlation that people aren't talking about, but how social media is, is like the leading cause of depression and social anxiety. And I can see it. People out here, putting their whole life on the internet and people are judging them. Um, you got motherfuckers that don't even know you, like shaming you and do all this stuff. And these same people have like weak self-esteem. So they are really internalizing all these things that people that don't know them are saying to them. And it kills their, kills their, you know, their, their mood and everything. And then you're also looking at all these fake motherfuckers online talking about, oh, I was at 20 when I first, when I bought my first house and like you posting these bullshit pictures or all, all like, oh, I went to Bali. I traveled to 25 countries before I was 25 and like all this stuff that yeah. makes people, for those people, like, damn, I'm not really doing nothing with my life. Yeah. And you, and that goes back to what we said before, like about being able to be detached from social media and in real life. Cause I think that, yo, I, and that shit, like nobody's above that. Like, I used to kind of look at it like, yo, y'all mad weak. Like, how y'all let social media fuck with you? Mm-hmm. But it, it's not, it can't be, it's got to be way stronger than people are under uh, underestimating because, like, it affects celebrities. Like, it affects the people who we are supposed to technically, who we used to look at as, like, mythical mm-hmm. and above everybody else because they're celebrities and they're famous and shit like that. But even Kanye West said that nigga went and got his fucking body done because he felt fat shamed. Andre 3000 just said that he's like, he feels like he can't get his confidence right because he's looking at what everybody else is doing, looking at what everybody else is saying on the internet, and it's just making him second guess himself and shit. And it's like, that, even though we look at it, because we come from the before and after era, a lot of us, especially everybody who's like, I think 90, um, born 1990, 91 and back, yeah. was probably born before the before and after this shit kind of era. And it's like, I feel like, yo, I don't, I don't really give a fuck about what, you know what I mean? I wouldn't care. But, these niggas who got it and really could live well off be caring and, and like affected by it and it makes them feel depressed and makes them feel some type of way. So this shit is a powerful machine. It is. You know what I mean? Like and I think not, a lot of people are not talking about that. The same how people, powerful it is, right? How powerful it is, but mm-hmm. how it is leading to depression and all this stuff and all, all the negative side effects that are going on. And the the hardest thing is to detach people. Like you have to learn to be detached. Like, so what you see all these people with all of these things that you don't see because it's just propped up because you don't see these people on it every day. So, oh, yeah, you did this. You did this. OK, but live your life like that doesn't affect what you're doing. You think 
your perception of what's going on online is completely off from what's real. I don't know too many people that was 23 and got their own home, but if they did, congratulations, do your thing. But also, if you're really doing it, like you don't really got to say it. Facts. And people, I, people gonna see it. Facts. And I feel, and I, and like, I think that a lot of that comes back to what you just said. Like, I feel like me personally, I genuinely be happy for other motherfuckers when good things happen to them. Mm-hmm. But I don't look at other people's lives. Like, I'm very in tune with myself, and yeah. I'm in tune with myself, and I hold myself accountable for shit. So it's like. When I get some shit and I do good, I don't. Which I, what other people may consider bragging or being arrogant to me isn't arrogant. I'm just happy and proud of what I did, mm-hmm. and it's not to make anybody else feel bad. I want y'all to get. I believe y'all could do shit too. When other people do shit great that are strangers, people I don't even fucking know or talk to anymore, I genuinely be happy for them. Like yo, that's what's up. Like Word. look what he's doing. I even talk about it with other people and share the information. Like look, this person did this. Maybe you were trying to do something like that. Maybe you can do that. And I think when you're just in tune with yourself. These other things can affect you. Like if this shit shut down tomorrow, I don't care. I'm if cool. this shit, if niggas is on the internet talking shit about me, I don't care. And if I do respond, it's it's probably me engaging for some entertainment purposes. Like mm. I'm not out here really affected by the shit that people are saying, even if they were. So it's like it's I don't know. Just got we got to go back to being in tune with our actual lives in, in our life. life. Like think about it. If we could break it down in multiple multiple factions, whether it's money and people think that. Um. Oh, like they see, like oh, you got a Benz or you got this. They, they your perception that they're building up, and I'm like, and you like, well, I'm just doing my thing, just living my regular yeah. life. Like you don't know what they I see did that to go fucking emblem, that. and it's like a whole different, like nah. it's a whole different perception yeah. of who you were. Like if I went when I was in my Hyundai, I was the same motherfucker. Yeah. Now I got a Benz. Like oh damn, you getting it? Da 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 da. Like nah, I'm getting it the same way. I'm getting it the same way, and I'm just chilling and enjoying my life. And then the same thing with like if you travel a lot. So now people are associating you buying your things and then they're visibly they're visibly seeing it. And then you traveling. Oh, you travel a lot. You be getting money. You doing this. And like they're putting it on themselves. I watched somebody and this is the funniest shit ever. I sat back and really laughed because this person put on social media that, oh, we went away for a weekend. We went on a cabin trip with no no um social media no this no that right so they did all that what's the first thing that they posted they posted that story on social media so that defeated the purpose of the entire trip yeah 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 so like even then it's like you thought you were detached but you took all of these pictures to go on social media and tell people that you did this honestly i've been on multiple trips i actually i just went to i don't think i posted any pictures from my spain trip no i don't even think i didn't i don't know if i did and if i didn't I will because I didn't do that on purpose. I just don't. I don't give a fuck about y'all. Like, no, I don't mean it like that. But I'm out here doing this shit. Out here living my life. Yeah, I remember I was at a party. Right, this this is when I realized shit is weird. Mm-hmm. I was at a party. And the party was kind of whack. Whatever. It was. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of cool people there. It was a lot. Of, it was good vibes and shit. But nobody was dancing. Everybody was just standing around. Everybody was on their phones. It was, it was a couple of years ago and shit. And I'm on my phone too because, like I said, the party was whack. It wasn't really. Nobody's really engaging. And I'm going to my Snapchat. And I land on a Snapchat of other people that are at the same party as me. And as I'm watching their Snapchat, I swear to God, I kid you not, I'm looking at their snap and I'm like, this shit looks lit as fuck. Right? And I'm looking at their snap and I'm like, damn, this shit looks lit. I want to, I almost felt like I was, gonna, I didn't actually say this, but I felt like I was going to say, I want to fucking be there. That shit looks mad fun. Mm-hmm. But I am there and they are creating this false perception that. with their phone of where they're at. Meanwhile, now nah, we all just sitting here doing, like, we're all not partying at all. This shit is whack. And they made that shit look fire. And you have to understand, every time you look at a picture, every time you look at a video, you're looking at a perception somebody created. You're never looking at the organic. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the... Per- oh, they done took that shit 17 times before they even posted the one that they really wanted you to see. Yeah. And all 17 of them shits was probably altered anyway. But the 18th one is the one that she's like, oh, this is altered so good. Or, or he's saying, this is altered so good. I'm going to post this one. So we're watching altered reality and judging it and judging ourselves in our own realities and then getting mad and feeling depressed and feeling angry and we really shouldn't be that's nuts yeah like, that's you, nuts i've never posted my bad day not even that but people <laughs> that too but people are like oh like when we said about the, like the travel bloggers or i'm a traveler you know everybody you know that's the hot thing you know to attach to your profile now but these people aren't traveling they, they don't travel for a profession they travel in their leisure and they travel every fucking four fucking months so like 12 months in a year, four months, that's once a quarter. So 
when you step back and look at the reality of it, it's like you. I mean, yeah, you can consider yourself a travel blogger, but this is not your profession. Yeah. And people have this. The other people who are in all of this think that they are really living this life and they are able to travel and do all these things like this full time. And it's like, well, no, you're not. Even then, next faction, relationships. People post all these photos of relationships and then have people in their back. Oh, my gosh. I wish like I wish I had a man to do this. Yo, or I niggas wish I had be, a girl to do yo, this. It'd be a picture of a dude and a girl watching TV. Yes. Eating popcorn. And it'd yes. be like um, relationship goals. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's it. That that's or all? That's, that's you know it? the little memes where it, it'd be like somebody when they seventy and they went with their oh, yeah. wife and all type. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I, if we could only find that, that could have been his game. fourth wife and shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like that could have been his sister. Like, what are you? Doing? Yeah, it could have been his sister. Could have been his fifth fucking wife. <laughs> could have been his his side woman. Like all of this shit and it's these perceptions that people are looking at on social media. Like I know you've seen this shit when people like um put the roses on the floor and you know basically create a romantic oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and then post the picture like damn i wish somebody would do that for me and now they're like pounding on this stuff on top of their their lifestyle like damn i don't have that i need to go get that or somebody's getting married damn what the fuck am i doing with my life and people are doing this and driving yourselves crazy they are driving themselves crazy and it's like you have to understand everything is at your time it'll happen when it's meant to happen for you but people are so consumed by Social media and what they see. You're beating up your own mind and you didn't even do anything wrong. You're just out here living your life. Exactly. And you're making yourself feel like shit. That shit's crazy. Like, everybody, and I really stress this, like, everybody's timing is different. Because when we were all the same age, we, I like, to my homies had jobs that was making like $90,000 at the same age when we was 23. And I was making 15 an hour. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. But at the same time, it just motivated me to go get it. But at the, but I understood that everybody's timing is different because now look at me, like damn near you know seven years later, and you're like okay, like everything happened for a reason. But a lot of people get so consumed in the now. Oh damn, I need this now, or this person has this, and then they fucking beat themselves off and throw themselves off track. You ever hit rock bottom? Somebody asked me that the other day. I really don't even know. I don't even. I don't know. I know I've had tough times and shit, but I don't know if I hit rock bottom. Have you ever hit rock bottom? Um, like where you was like, "Fuck, what the fuck am I doing with my life?" I, and what's I, going I, I on? I think that that's a very layered, that's a layered like place because you can be rock bottom financially, you can be rock bottom emotionally, and and mentally. Like I think there are people who put it like this. Think about like Anthony Bourdain. You know, he committed suicide last year. He's on top of the world. You know, like he's mm-hmm. very well liked. A uh, internationally known figure has a lot of money, but was rock bottom probably mentally and emotionally, and ended up killing himself. Yeah. So it's very layered of where you are. I think there, I think there are times like where I, I wouldn't say rock bottom, but I like you know you hurt, and it's just like uh, what what Fab say like, don't think that I just because I never stated, don't think that I was never devastated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's real. Like I think everybody has had, I think everybody has had their share of shit. But it's like, but do you think post- that, that you have a line? Like, like think about it. Like you look at Robin Williams. I mean Robert Williams, right? And that's that's one person who died. Everybody is like devastated by because we grew up on him as a child. You always think he's a happy man. And the same person you just mentioned, Anthony Bourdain, you would think they're happy men because they have great situations. How how is how bad? Could they have been where they, but they crossed that line in their mind and in the comfort of their soul to then take their life away? Like, like it almost makes being, it almost makes having money issues a reward in life and a secret award you don't know because mm. having money issues is a fucking issue that we can always be, you know, have this little upsetness about, but always kind of be chipping away at it enough to not be losing your complete fucking mind. But if you had no money issues, you're going to create other issues in your mind. You're not going to just run out of issues and have no problems. And what happens when you don't have... Everybody always says, oh, you know, I don't care. I'd rather deal with that if I have money. Well, a lot of these motherfuckers with money be going crazy, killing each, killing themselves, doing weird shit with other people, doing weird shit to other people. So what the fuck really happens? What happens to your line of losing it when, you, when money's no longer a problem? I think people don't. Like, you have to have that mentality across the board where it's like, I'm not a quitter. Um, 
A lot of people channel the, you know, I'm a hustle, I'm a hustle hard for everything that I want in life. And it mainly is like money and tangible things and goals, but Mm -hmm. they don't take that, that same mind mindset and apply it elsewhere in their life. Like, by the way, that's why I like, I know you don't like DJ Envy, but that's why I like DJ Envy, bro. Because, because you can tell, and he's an adult now, so it's different when you're old, I guess, but you can tell like he's at a place where even though he's obtained money and he has tangible things as well, mm-hmm. he looks, seems like a man who's who's really comfortable within his soul right now and his situation and his life and his family. Definitely. He looks like a happy human being. No, but I think you have to, once you figure out, once you step back, like money isn't everything. Like you'll learn it. Like everybody has that point because when you come from a situation where you weren't in a lot of money or your family didn't have a lot of money and then you get money, you realize, you get money and then you see how it changes everyone around you or just what comes with it, you're like, damn, this really isn't everything. Because back to what I was saying before, a lot of people don't put the same work in on their personal life of bettering themselves and not quitting and and, um, like continuing, like bettering relationships in their life. Because those are the things that factor in. Like, what good is you having all this money if you fucking lonely yeah, and nobody yeah. fucks with you? Well, there's a lot of people who make, like, we don't even make the craziest amount of money. There's a lot of people who make a lot less money than we do and live a very high-quality life. Exactly. A very high-quality life. Because there's life is all about balance. And there's tons of things. We focus, everybody tends to highlight one sector, but doesn't highlight everything as a whole. Like, you can't, I tell people, if if... If your emotional aspect of your life isn't right, that will bleed into other fields of your life and will ultimately impact that. You can't, I, they're not siloed. Everything's a blend. So how you feel emotionally, how you feel physically, and how you feel mentally impacts. It's a conglomerate and they all have to be on the same page. If you got your financial situation right, say you look good, you know, you physically fit. But your mental is fucked up. How are you going to be with somebody? How If you're still dealing with trauma, that shit that you haven't addressed in your life, you can't be with somebody because that's just going to bleed out on them. People think that it can mask it, but at some point, that act comes off and you're like, fuck, like, damn, you really hurt or you really got shit that's wrong with you. And you still, you've been masking it all this time, but it eventually, it fucking, eventually that shit, like, floods. Yeah, and you then, know... When we have that guest on that I was telling you about, um, um, I want to say her name. I want to yeah. introduce her when she gets here. The one who's going to be specializing in our mental health conversation. Um, she, she. I want to ask her. I want to talk to her specifically about what you said right now, like about trauma. Because you ever get into like an argument with somebody, a serious argument, maybe it's a family member or a close friend. And, you know, while they're arguing, I'm, I'm, when I'm, even when I'm arguing, you know how I argue. I be yelling this shit. I get passionate. Yeah. Niggas think you're mad when you're passionate. But I'll be arguing, I'll be yelling, but I'm really listening. Like, I'm listening to you when you respond. Yeah. And when you listen to people when they argue, you will sometimes hear people bring up some shit that's, like, really old or really something you thought was OD insignificant. Mm-hmm. And they bring it up when you realize what it when you realize what it is and where it comes from, you're like, oh, that was, like, that was traumatizing for you. Yeah. Just come some shit is not fucking rape or murder or something really, really dramatic does not mean it's not traumatizing. People have, especially when you're a kid, people have traumatizing events that are soup that will maybe be considered insignificant, but mm-hmm. it significantly impacts you for your whole life. Yes. One thing that significantly impacted me when I was a kid, right, was um, a long time ago, my mom used to do this, right? But actually, both my parents used to do this, but my mom did this a couple times. She would um, promise me things and then... And they wouldn't, and they wouldn't happen, mm-hmm. whatever the reason was. So it would leave me with a big feeling of disappointment. And one time there was this one thing that I wanted, something stupid, it was a game or a toy, some shit. And I really, really wanted it. But in my mind, I was really, really, really gonna get it, and I didn't get it. And it left me with such a sour disappointment feeling that I like, I latched onto that feeling of disappointment, and I said, you know what, I'm never gonna let that shit happen again. So I never let my expectations get crazy. Like I don't let shit control. Like, like you know what I'm going through right now with the big purchase I'm about to make. Mm-hmm. I'm not phased by it. I'm not going crazy by it. I got it on my mind. I'm making calculated decisions. But because of that, that shit has left me in a place where I'm like, I don't get excited for things. My niggas make fun of me all the time because when we go on trips, they get mad because I don't talk shit and get like turned up before the trip. Yeah. I always I always say like, yo, when I feel the air hit me from the fucking airport doors opening and, and the location I'm in, then I'll get turned up. Then I feel it. Then I feel good. Then I know I'm here. But when I'm on the plane, before the plane, the night before, I sleep fine. I don't fucking get excited. Because it's like, 
I'm just I just held on to that feeling of what disappointment feels like. So it's like, nah, I'm a, I'm gonna wait till shit is real, and then I'm gonna let it, and then I'm gonna get that feeling. Yeah, no, nah, most definitely. I think, and like you said, it's different for each person. I know for me, like because I was like small of like my whole life and athletic career, a lot of people used to like just stun on me. Like I remember when we were in Amityville and as a freshman year, I thought I should have been on varsity, and studied on me was not fucking with me at all. And then the coach was just like. He said, nah, you're not good enough. You're not, you, you, you know, I would never put you up there. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. So then, mind you, I think I was You was a freshman? Yeah, I was 13. That's kind of young for a young nigga. Because I was young for, I was young for our grade. So. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's kind of like knocking on your, on your, uh, that's got to hit your ego a little bit as a young kid. Nah, it does. So then, ever since then, like, one, it's like, when it, when it came to sports, I let that drive the fuck out of me. Like, and that same like, I was all Long Island as a senior, and I seen it. I was like, yeah, remember that what you was talking? I said, I'm one of the best people on Long Island, so what are you saying? And then that propelled me into lacrosse, and then I was a mm-hmm. collegiate All-American. I was Region 3 MVP and, like, all this stuff. So I'm like, that just fueled the fire of, like, people doubting you and, like, trying to say, oh, you can't do this. You're like, all right. Like, it kicks it into overdrive, and that just applies to anywhere in life because I'm, I'm never going to let nobody stop me or let somebody outwork me or doubt me because – People have their own doubts in their life, and it's just like, all right, watch me work. Like, watch me get to where the fuck I'm gonna get there, cause I, I'm gonna get there. And you know, a lot of people say, oh, you don't let nobody do nothing for you. As, and at the same time, it's like, well, I'm not gonna allow. I've learned to grow with that, and that's what it, it comes with growing. Because like, even like in past relationships, that's affected things because it's just like you're with someone, and she felt she, I feel like I can't do nothing for you. And it's like you feel useless because I'm so controlled of I was so focused on I'm going to make this happen. And like whether it's cleaning up my apartment or cooking this meal or making sure it don't go bad. And it's just like those little things that that one thing that drove me to find all the success is the same thing that is hindering one part of your life. So it's like you just have to step back and learn and reevaluate as you go. You ha- you always have Thanks. to adapt and you can't Thanks. be set in your ways. And a lot of people have this mindset. Oh, well, I'm too old to learn something new. Or they have this mindset of, oh, this person shut me down or this thing. Oh, my life sucks. This is never going to work out for me. Yeah. And it's like at those moments where that dude, where that coach was hating on you, you could have easily took that energy and been like, oh, you know, I'm my coach said enough. this. I'm going to tell the fucking news that my coach is shitting on me or oh, I'm going to tell this person, oh, my coach sucks. And da-da-da. like, nah, you took that energy. You was mad. Obviously, he was probably crying. He was mad and shit like that. And then you came back and you was like, yo, this was this. Why? Well, that's how he feel. I'm gonna prove him wrong. Yeah. That's it. I've yeah. been told that too. When I was working at um at J P Morgan Chase, somebody told me I was not gonna pass this exam. Actually, my boss's boss, he did not want me to get licensed because he said that I would not pass. Right, just straight up. Mm-hmm. I don't know this nigga at all. He doesn't know me at all. I've probably met him two times. He never comes to where I work. He works in some office in the city. He doesn't even know me. He was just straight up like, nah, I don't think you should t- send him to to get licensed because I don't think he's gonna pass. And and my manager, who's my homie, he was like, "Well, you know, nah, I think he will. We should send him. Like he stuck, he stuck his neck out for me. Like, no, nah, we should definitely send him. He'll pass. He'll get it done. We're not gonna like because they have to sponsor you, and that shit costs money. So I did pass. But the point was like that shit made me mad. Like internally, I was mad that he said that because like nigga, you don't even know me. First of all, second of all, what are you even basing that on? And third of all, I want to now now I pass and I can't even fucking shit on you." And t- I can't even come at you like, yeah, what the fuck now, boy? What's good? I'm here now. Like, I can't even do that. I want to, I want to do that. I no, wanted to do I that. I know, for sure. You know like, what I'm saying? I think it's good to be humble about, like, when you look, like, when when you, if somebody doubted you or somebody stunted on you in life in whatever aspect, you don't got to, you don't have to, like, uh, be super, like, an asshole about proving them wrong or prove, like, but you can let, you can let them know. You could definitely let them know, but it's just about how you let them know. Like, you got to make people. One thing that I've learned is like making people feel dumb. Like, and that is the worst feeling for them because it'll fuck with their mental so bad. Yeah. Rather than because they expect somebody to be like, oh, no, I told you, I told you, da 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 da. Then they're like, oh, no, no, it's nothing. It's cool. And then they just be sitting there and that shit just be festering in their head all fucking day. Yeah, like, yeah, damn, yeah. how the fuck did they do this? And. That you get a little joy in that, but at the end of the day, as long as you 
you have to tie in all these pieces of your life and say, like, okay, I got this aspect done. Let me work on this. I'm where I want to be financially. Cool. Let me work on where I want to be physically. And then I'm where I want to be physically. Let me work on where, where I'm at mentally to make yourself sound all around. Mm-hmm. But because you were speaking about Chase for a second, did you hear about um, the ex-NFL player Jimmy Kennedy got denied private client? Like because of racial reasons. I didn't know why he got. I didn't finish. I seen the little headline, but I didn't actually click on it. Yeah. So basically, he had it was he was in Arizona. I don't know. That was the reason why. Yeah. Like basically, it was it was based for racial reasons, and so the manager of that branch, like he had a the the first financial advisor, got fired basically, um, because he was pushing for private client for him, and they were like going behind his back. And then the other, the new one came in and basically said that he was black. They gave him, they gave him that client because he was black. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he's a big black dude. You know, he used to be an NFL player. And he t- he basically said, you know, it's because you're black. And he has, you know, has more than enough money to be a private client. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Chase was like, oh no, we didn't do that. Da 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 da. And right now they're facing, they're facing similar racism accusations. Um, bought by six, bought forward by six black employees for um <laughs> for the same thing and they settled out of court for 24 million last year so all that diversity shit isn't working no <laughs> all that listen honestly and we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it a thousand percent all the diversity and inclusion stuff is is a propped up scheme because if you really look at the numbers they don't like everybody oh we want diversity we want diversity right but look at the company look at the demographics like we're huge on diversity but if 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 your entire workforce only accounts for 3% African American and 3% Latinos where the fuck is the diversity those yeah, yeah. numbers are not even close yeah yeah not saying to go fire all of you know your caucasian of employees course not, yeah. but don't preach that you are completely about um, like it's Google, marketing. It's, like it's Google, like a marketing all the tech technique. companies do it. We're big on diversity, but yet African Americans make up for three percent of your company. That's not diversity. Is that is that a hundred? Now, just to play devil's advocate, is that a hundred percent their fault? Like, is there a lot of minorities actually looking to get into these roles? Yeah, but that's what that same art. So you think there's not minorities trying to get these roles? No, I don't. No, no. I'm just saying. I'm no, just devil's yeah, advocate. Yes, there are plenty but, of minority candidates trying to get these roles, and even because I don't know why they're getting curved. But a lot of these. If you ever sit, if you ever had the chance to go into like an HR department and really talk to them and get involved in somewhat recruiting, when they want to hire more diverse candidates, where do they go? HBCUs. For people who don't know, historically black colleges and universities. But they think that that's the only place where minorities are. Yeah, yeah. There are hundreds of thousands of minorities at different schools across the country, but they solely focus, oh, yeah, we need more blacks. Uh, we need more black employees. Oh, let's go to a black. Because it's like because it's like not even genuine to them. It's just a goal that they just got to go not. meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. It's like, I just, that's a, I mean, if if I was on their if I was in their mindset and I was on that side, I would think that you know, okay, we need to get more minorities. All right, let's just go to black colleges. It's the easiest. Think Everybody about there's going to be black. So but think about how. Think about so now they have this you know because you know affirmative action plays into but think about the questionnaire that you get on every application. Are you white, black, Hispanic, or you know Asian descent? Da 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 da. So they have these numbers. So when you think about when they're trying to fill certain quotas, they can filter, oh, we have 50 black candidates. Okay, let's interview the 50 and hire the one. And then say that we, you know, we we have um, diverse candidates and da-da-da-da-da. That's why they put those questionnaires there. I mean, if we really being real about it. Yeah. Because why else would you filter it? Yeah. And names play a part in it too, because if you take out the name on a resume and you just solely get to see the um, credentials, the credentials, mm-hmm. and you don't get to identify where you are, it makes hiring practices more genuine. That is absolutely true. Because if I'm Rashad, or that's actually fire. That's actually that's actually very fire. Yes, they should do that. It should be no name, no because it's racial, just bi- phone number, email. It's, I can't even say unconscious bias. It's conscious bias. Yeah. If like. Yeah. If like and um, I watched a clip from um, Hassan uh, Minhaj uh, yesterday, and basically he was talking about how people say it's mad, like not racist, but how white people. Uh, I I don't know how to say that. Like <laughs> he gave. I don't know how to say what? What do you mean? Like his name? 
like oh, 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 oh. there's a clip on YouTube with him and he went on Ellen's show and she pronounced his name wrong and he went for the four minutes and taught her how to say his name. And he was like I don't understand how people say that they can't say my name. Oh, that's just too crazy. And What's his name? Hassan Minhaj. Okay. And he said, but they can pronounce Timothy Chevrolet or something like but, that. Well, because our, our we're already pre-conditioned to, we've been conditioned to say those, to speak those names. But it's not even conditioned. You can say, the syllables match. Yeah. Timothy, that's three. Hassan, that's two. Like, you don't know how to say, you can't. Saying you don't know how to say something is ridiculous. Saying, you can try and fail and then I'll fix it. Yeah, like, oh, no, my name is like, oh. Rashad. Oh, Rashid? No. Yeah. Rashad. Is it that hard? Like, and a lot of people, and I think that's very, at some point, it's unconscious for some people. It's unconscious bias, but that's real. People don't, oh, I don't know. That That's too difficult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he said, he said it was an Indian dude. His name, he, he like, basically was in uh, his stand-up, and he gave, like, an Americanized name. Mm-hmm. He said, dude, that's not your name. He know I know that's not your name. He said, I know that's not your name. <laughs> that's funny as fuck, yeah. <laughs> He said when he first did like stand-up. Asians would be him, doing that, though. Yeah. yeah. His name is Hassan. And he said, oh, they're not going to know how to say that. Say your name. He said, yeah. So like for like three shows, my name was Sean. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And shit like that, I think we have to break those down in addition to the resumes. I don't think there should be names because we know that there is a bias on those names. Well, now, as a response to that, because I have a segment that I kind of wanted to start doing, so I'm going to start it out for the first time right, today. It's going to go with what you just said, though. So a lot of these companies that we're talking about that do this are mainstream, I'll use corporate companies, that have the same typical standard hiring processes and hiring practices. But as we know, some of the newer companies, some of the companies that are looking to attract younger talent and um, different minds don't always abide by these same types of interview and resume looking practices. A lot of them look for experience. A lot of them look for skill set. Um, depending on what you're going into, is gonna, they might look for more schooling. But I just wanted to start listing off, and this is not you know promo or ad. It kind of, it is, but it's free promo, I guess. But this is application that I utilize all the time just to put myself out there and see what the world wants to throw at me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Planet. And it's it's an application that links yeah it links people to these companies for job opportunities but more but companies that are are some of them are startups some of them are just better quality companies companies that care about employees a lot of benefits a lot of perks and a lot of great salaries on these companies and if even if you're an intern they have good intern opportunities but you're going to be looking at companies in San Francisco New York City. And I think Atlanta as well, but some of the main, um, you know, I guess hot spots for getting a great job. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to list off a couple of the companies and just people could just hear it. And if you, if it's something you're interested in or something you want to go in, you can go on Planet or you could just go directly to the site. So one of the popular ones that obviously people probably already know about. Actually, I'll go to this one first. So this one is called DoSomething.org. Right now, they're looking for a director of partnerships, right? So if you qualify for a role like this. You're going to be, you know, you're getting connected right now to these roles that you might not even know that exist. But there's a lot of opportunity out there. So do something org is a movement to create the most socially active generation in history. They fight for our members to get every single uh, they fight for their members every single day. We care deeply about activating our five million members around the world to make an impact in their communities. Overall, you can go look up what they do. But what they're looking for is someone who has a proven track record of building deep relationships with Jen's friendly partner organizations in order to expand their reach to young people that's basically what that job is for if that's something that you qualify for you could take advantage of that the salary that they project that they'll offer is 90 to 100,000 I'm not going to go through obviously a lot of these but I just want to let people know like there's opportunities out here a company called Canada is looking for a growth associate um, if you've ever heard of ZocDoc I know ZocDoc is actually pretty popular they have a lot of opportunities that they put on here a lot so if you're in the medical field medical professional field and you're looking and you're not like a doctor or something like that but you're looking to move you don't like the company you work for there's so many options that's one reason why i'm bringing this up there's so many people out here if you're looking for a company that's more catering to the employee experience going to give you better salary going to give you better vacation situation going to give you extra perks and treat their employees a little bit better zocdoc if you look at their rating is one of those companies that'll do it so mm-hmm. you want to look at positions there because they're always hiring new talent young new professional ready to work talent staff base is another company they're looking for account executives but um the next time i do this it'll be a lot more organized i'll probably list off three and just leave it like that but i wanted you to let let the listeners know i'm gonna be listing off the company i see so many opportunities every day 
And I'm like, you know what? If I'm not taking these, let me let the people that I fuck with know that they're available. Because I know there's a lot of people that we know personally working in places they do not want to work. Yeah, but I so, think at, at that point, you go. It, it comes into, you know, people um, really being able to, able and open to switching fields and then do the role. Um, I think like networking is a huge part and I think we don't network enough within our community and a lot of people are afraid to put people on the line and put them into position. But I think, you know, I have people reach out to me all the time on LinkedIn and say, hey, you know, I don't know you, but, you know, I really want to apply to this role at, at your company and I wanted to know a few things and I'll take I take the time out to speak to them. I'll hop on the phone. I'm like, hey, you know, what questions do you have? And then let's hop on the phone because I need to do my my due diligence on who you are as a candidate, send me your resume. And then before I even put you out there, I make sure like, okay, I think you'll be solid for this role or I don't think you'll be solid for this role. But at the same time, networking is huge because, you know, we're all in, we're fortunate enough enough to be in different position, positions in life and in good positions. So if you can help someone by getting them on their feet or not even getting on their feet, but giving them more guidance to steer them in the right direction. Let's all do it. Let's make sure we help and keep each other and hold each other accountable. If I have skills that you know, that I, you know, that I possess that I would be great over here. Let me know. Absolutely. man. And I'll do it. Absolutely. You know. And just, and just for the last one, this one's from my Cali people. If you, if you're in the California, Los Angeles area, um, there's an opportunity with a company called mirror. And um, basically what they're looking for is an assistant showroom manager offering a salary of 60 to 70,000. Mira, if you're a fit person and you're already in the tech field, this is an opportunity for you if you're looking for a job. Because specifically, Mira is an experienced team. It's building a hybrid hardware software product that will revolutionary personalized fitness content directly to homes across the world. So I just let you know that Mira is a fit tech startup company founded by a guy named Brian Putnam. And uh, it's it's obviously it's going to cater to fitness and, and technology in some way. But whatever, it's an opportunity for a startup. If I'm not going to there's too much to read here, but they tell you the requirements and there's a lot of good ass perks that come with it that I'm not even going to go through right now. Word. But next time I bring this up on the next podcast, it'll just be three and it'll be three. I'll do a different field every podcast. So if if, if I'm going to talk about educational opportunities, medical opportunities, retail opportunities, um, startup opportunities, engineering opportunities, all that shit. We're going to get in there. We're going to get you some information that's a little bit more direct where you can get on your keyboard and go right to a site and apply. Big facts, big facts. I wanted to touch back on, I think it was episode 13 when we talked about people um, learning how to invest in certain businesses or start certain businesses and one point that I didn't highlight enough was... That's when I asked you, right? Like, how do you literally do it? That was the episode, I think. When yeah. you talking about you go to businesses and you go talk to yeah, them. Okay. That, but I think what people fail to do, a lot of people, is they go look for investors before even investing their own money into it. Like, their own significant amount of money into it. And that's... If you won't invest into your business like that, why would a stranger... That's true, but I guess they don't want to. I, I I see both sides, but I see what you're saying more. Like they don't want to put their money up, and then somebody be like, "Nigga, that shit is trash. You bugging." But if you truly, if you, but, but if, if it's you, truly good, then you shouldn't even have to worry about if that. If you wholeheartedly yeah. believe in this idea, then you need to be fully invested. You have to show people why. Why would I get more invested in this than you? Than you? Like, and and I think people need to understand that when you when you go to start a business. You really need to sit down and fully flesh it out and think about it long term. Don't think about it just for the time being because you think you're going to make some money. No, really flesh it out. Do a five year, 10 year projection and then be like, okay, I'm comfortable investing my money in this. And if I lose it, cool. If we make money, even better. Because then once you invest all your money into it and you see it manifest, you'll get to a point where like, well, I did this on my own. I kind of don't need investors' money. Or if I do need investors' money, I know how to give it back and they can see how much that I put into this. So definitely just wanted to follow up on that because I think a lot of people just come out the gate looking for investors or looking for people to just do stuff for them. And it's business. Business is business. And yes, there are people going to help you. Some people, if to be honest, sometimes the best investment that you can get is advice. Because 
people will steer you in different avenues and different directions and make you reformulate your plan. And sometimes that is the best type of investment that you can ever get is advice. Like, um, I remember a couple of years on Shark Take, a couple of years ago on Shark Take, there was a kid, his name is Mo, he, I think Mosiah, but he had a company called Mo's Bows and it was bow ties and it was solid. Like he was doing numbers, he was making sales and he wanted investment. And Damon John, if you're not familiar with Damon John, he used to own FUBU and, you know, he's an investor. He said, no, but what I will do is that I'll mentor you. And, yo, that kid's business took off like crazy. And he he actually had a special contract for, I think, I forgot a couple, uh, I think maybe 2017, 2016 NBA draft where he he designed all of the bow ties for all the players in the draft. Oh, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. But that was worth much more than than dollars. Yeah, I'll give you five hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes the money isn't what you really needed. Sometimes you really need the guidance and expertise. Yeah. And like sometimes I think people just need to seek advice and really get that you know get that in their in their in their arsenal. I had a question for you, and this answer. made mad sense to me one day when I wrote it down. It still does make sense, but. <laughs> <laughs> So, banks deal with money, right? Yeah. And banks deal with credit. Yeah. And there are all these other credit, you know, repair companies and agencies. Why don't banks, if if a lot of the bank's products revolve around credit. I already got an answer to your Why question. don't they get into the business? I, I already have an answer. What? Because they're not in the business of fixing your credit. I'm that, in the business of making money off your credit but that situation. Be, but that would make more sense. Because I, if I have better credit, I get more money. You can make more money off of the money that you lend me. Or you can just have shitty credit and I'll give you things that you can kind of afford. And because you can only kind of afford it, you'll be just making the payments. And you'll be paying, you'll be making um, on-time payments and minimum payments and you'll be paying this off for a lot of years, and I'll collect interest on you forever. For sure. Now, I mean, and that, if you so, sense. if your situation is too good, so that's actually called in the investment world, they call that credit risk. Credit risk is the risk that a lender will get their money back too soon. That mm-hmm. just sounds weird because it's like that's not a risk. You're getting your money back. No, because a creditor is giving you the money with the intention of collecting interest mm-hmm. on the money. We don't want our money back. I'm giving you a hundred grand. I don't want the hundred thousand dollars back. I want you to have the hundred thousand and keep paying me twelve percent back forever as long yeah. as possible till I get the hundred grand plus more. If you pay me back the hundred grand before I made all the, the all the money I want to make in interest, then it's not a loss. It's still a win, but in their mind, it's a loss. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to pay back. As a matter of fact, you just mentioned that, right? So the way I get, I'm gonna mention something so you understand their thinking. I get paid um, a percentage when I do home equity line of credits for clients. At the beginning of next year, they just changed the pay structure pay structure for it. So if a person does a home equity line of credit and it's a large, let's say it's a million dollars, I would get paid the million dollars because it's a million dollar open home equity line of credit. They just changed it. So now you no longer get paid on the amount of the home equity. You get paid on how many home equity line of credits you do. What does that do? That incentives that incentivize people to do little ones, like me to encourage people to do little ones. But the bank, the re- the bank's reasoning behind that is people who can afford to have these really large home equity lines of credit, they don't use the fucking balance. They don't really use it. So if I give you a million dollars, you're probably the type of person who doesn't even fucking you need that kind of money. Mm-hmm. So it sits there. You only use ten thousand, a hundred thousand of it. I only collected interest on a hundred thousand. I never collected interest on the other nine hundred thousand. So I gave you a million dollars for no reason. So now we're going to make, we're going to incentivize employees like me, bankers, to just force people to get small ones because the people who get the low ones usually want to use the money right away. Mm-hmm. They'll get a $100,000 limit. They'll use 90 of it. Now they're paying interest on the whole ma- amount. We didn't give out any extra money we didn't need to because the bank is in the business of making money. That's it. And if, and if, and if exhausting you in any way possible is going to help that happen, that's the system they have put in place. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even just talking about the guys at the top because they don't even care. I'm talking about the system. That the banks have put in place is a system set up for you to take L's. So do, don't you think we need to go to a more... We need to break... That system? The system of credit. Like, I'm in... I've noticed that cat having cash is king. Because, think about it. If you truly wanted to... So say you own a house, right? And you want to sell it. 
and I got cash. Say you want to sell for three fifty, and I got three fifty cash. I don't have to go through no approval, nothing. I can walk up to you today, yo. I want the house. Yep. And you'll have it tomorrow. And I'll have it tomorrow. I don't have to go through the bank. I don't have to go through. You just got to transfer papers. And that's I don't it. have to go through all the appraisals and all this bullshit, like all these closing costs, all this propped up shit. I don't have to do because I have the cash. Yeah. And I think people, you know, you get caught in the fad of credit. That's why, like, people stop doing layaway. Like these companies start. Walmart used to have it. Kmart. All, all these companies used to have layaway. And they weren't making money off of it, but they wanted you to buy the product. And it was great, but then now they started pushing towards credit. No, yeah, because no. layaway is popping credit, for the consumer. Credit, credit, credit. Yeah, it's not good for the creditor for the people giving it to you. And then now, look at the look at the country. Look, look at what they do with the cell phones. Now you got a fucking uh, uh, finance. Yeah. Well, I mean that's kind of different though. You don't pay interest on that though, right? No, because okay, yeah. basically when you assign a two year contract, the price of that phone was in that contract because you were locked in for two years. Mm-hmm. So that's all it is. No, they, they they still made money in that deal because when you were t- up for renewal, you could switch your phone out before your shit was even really fully paid for. So now when you have to do this whole payment thing, you do have to pay for the whole fucking phone now. They no. came, like when you had you the two-year the... contract, when your two years was up, you could just um you could swap it for an upgrade and they'll give you some money off the upgrade. But now we're not swapping anything. All we're doing is just paying for it longer. Yeah, but you're on the phone. The concept of making people pay for things longer is very, very manipulative. Because oh yeah, you know that's what it, it's manipulative tactics. Twenty four dollars a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it works. That it works. It works. Everything is it broken works. down that small, and I think that sometimes, like I was caught up in it, and we were all caught up in it. And sometimes, like, let me step the fuck back for a second and really look at what's going on. Because if even on the, as a house, you got all these people like, yo, shit, I gotta get. 30 grand for my down payment. Then I got to have 20 for my closing costs. Mm-hmm. And then that's not even in your mortgages and shit. And think about how much people how much money people save just to get that. Like I think if you sat and it's just the instant gratification of it because if you sat down for let's say you sat for 5 or 10 years and you really 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 put all this money together. And granted, the housing market is super inflated and it's made so that you can't fucking do exactly what i'm talking about mm-hmm. it's made so that because a lot of people don't make that money so how the fuck do you expect you expect people to make to get to have two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash to go buy a house it's not it's not like it was back in the 70s 80s and even early 90s so making people sit for 10 years would you let me ask you a question would you sit for 10 years in your situation so that you can buy a house outright or even i mean granted Salary adjusted, everything. But you and your partner sit and save for 10 years in order to buy a house. Would, I, would I want to do that? And your situation is comfortable. Mm. You're able to save a lot. And Yes. Would I do that? I don't know if I have the discipline to do it. But I think it would be a good idea. I just don't know if I actually have the discipline right now in my mind and in my life to do that. Because think about it, it requires like, discipline. I super discipline. Yeah. But I go back to like I think about like my grandma. Like when she bought when they lived in Harlem and she was a beautician for all these years, and then her and my grandfather just saved for years, and then they came out here and built their house, mm-hmm. and then they didn't have no mortgage. They own that house. Yeah, living. That's a great situation. Yeah, and. But they saved for years and then were able to do that. And I think a lot of people were able to do that. Even in like... What the fuck? Is a house phone in here? <laughs> even in like... <laughs> yeah, so brief intermission, I'm talking about myself. This is actually... Yo, shout out to to Reek, the um the original black man. Go definitely listen to his podcast. Um, I'll definitely add it in the description. My guy Reek, you know it's Reek Week, matter of fact. But back to the conversation. Um, people like back then there were no mortgages, so people really sat down and saved. And even then, I think what what book was that? Raising in the Sun, like. I, don't, I forgot it was a couple of books. But even mad people used to just save their bread, live with their family. That, was the, and that then, was the move. Yeah, and then go buy a house. And then and credit the, changed the game. And you credit changed the game, and it's the same thing. Like, even that's on a that's on a grandiose scheme, like, with 
oh, listen, we can approve you for $400,000 right now. And you can oh, pay us for 30 years. And then look at the phones. Oh, you're, this new iPhone is 1500 but you can pay $24 or $35 a month and you can afford it right now. And rather than you think about how much, like if you wanted to go buy an iPhone right now, that $1,500 hit, cool. But if you save, it should be good though. If you save for a couple months, you can just buy the phone and now I own the phone. Yeah. And now I'm not paying this extra however much. So it, it really comes down to discipline and being able to fight the urge of instant of right gratification. Because I would, in reality, if I truly think about it, if, it, if you're in a comfortable, comfortable situation and, a, and are able to sit for a little bit and have the space, definitely sit. Because now you come and think about you sit for 10 years and you don't have a 30-year mortgage. But if you get it right now... You're going to have a 30 year mortgage. And then that's even if you, you know, and that's without factoring in you refinancing. I think you just hit it on the nail. Like, I think our whole entire society is poisoned by instant gratification in every direction in our music and in our money spending habits and our social media obsession and everything we do. We literally are, are obsessed with instant gratification. And that's what our addiction to our cell phones also add to as well. We want those instant hits, those instant likes, instant. We want Amazon to deliver our shit before we even hit send. We want instant gratification in every way imaginable. And yeah, that's 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 fucking that's that's definitely true. And I don't know. To me, right now, like so, when you said beating credit, right, being getting out of credit, and I thought about that. I actually thought about this a while ago, and I'm like, damn. I keep looking at these little things and these little signs and it's like people are getting smarter with handling credit as time goes by and people are getting their credit scores up. And now the average credit score went from where it used to be to, you know, it's higher now. And I'm like, so if everybody has good credit, this don't work for them. Exactly. So they're already in the process of okay. creating something and I'm my dumbass. I just don't know what the fuck it is right now. Like I seen that episode of Black Mirror where they had the... um. Remember the girl with the phone? And it was like, your likes determine your credit. So she was at the airport and she got into an argument and they rated her down. Mm -hmm. So if your credit's low, you can't even get on first class. Like your basically new credit score is your likes, right? And your phone was like, oh, I like, so if I meet you, everybody's nice to each other on purpose. Like, hi, Rashad, how are you? How are you today? Great. I hope you have a great Christmas. You too. Boom. I give you a like Mm because I had a good interaction with you. And that boost, that high like score gives you access to to the more upscale things in the world, Mm -hmm. right? That That was their play. On where we're going with our with our lives and shit like that, and even though that's obviously an exaggeration, if we master credit, credit is not going to determine what gets you shit anymore. They're going to create another vehicle. Exactly. So I wonder what the fuck that is going to be because it was cash, and now they offered us credit, so they got to go another route, and they may go a route where they take where they take one of these social media platforms and make it not just a joke anymore. Now mm-hmm. this shit isn't like really. And Facebook could do that. Facebook doesn't want to do that because almost everybody has a Facebook. They basically force you to have a Facebook. So what if your Facebook rating, Rashad, had an effect? What if you went to the car dealership and there was a promotion? Oh, good low rate, you know, 12-month rate, whatever. For the first year, you're, we're going to give you 2% on your car rate. That's mad low. Oh, that's amazing. You go in there and they're like, oh, I just need to see your um, your personal score. Whatever. Change the word. Your personal score? Mm, looks like you're a 34 yeah, you had a couple of arguments with people after this. <laughs> you did this, you did that, and you paid a couple of things late. Um, if you're gonna get your, if you can get your score up and get some likes, and you can get your score up to a four percent, I know it sounds ridiculous, but right. I could kind of see that shit happening. But even now, look look at the credit game, and they've changed it along the way. Like you get negative impact for even checking your credit, but like think about it, they deduct points for you even checking your credit and knowing what your credit score is. Like, what would you do? None. My shit was, my shit wasn't muted, right? No, you was good. Oh, okay. But remember, you can talk in the mic. You yeah, no, I was making sure that shit just confused me for a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but they they negatively impact your credit for even checking what your fucking score is. Oh, and oh, then, oh. Let me tell you something. I'm sorry to interrupt. Let me tell you something. Big, 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 big thing right here. Right. Um, we were looking at credit cards. Right. Mm-hmm. And I went to the Apple store to fix my phone because my face ID wasn't working. And while I'm in there, I'm like, doesn't Apple have a credit card? Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking to myself, Apple has prided themselves throughout the history of time of not being like everybody else and being for the people, even though they're really not really for the people. Mm-hmm. They have created convenience products. They've always kind of presented themselves as for the people. 
So I went up to the girl and I'm like, if they have a credit card, there's got to be something in here that's going to win people over. And this is me blindly thinking. I'm like, they're going to have something in here that's for the people. Their whole premises of their company has been like that for the past 30 fucking years. So I'm talking to the girl and I'm like, tell me about the Apple card. I'm just curious. Should she tell me, oh, it has this. There's no fees. Okay, whatever. There's no hidden fees, no fees at all. Some people might like that, but whatever. That's not a big deal. So she keeps telling me, telling me, telling me. And then she gets to the part where I'm like, and this is where they separate themselves from everybody else. There's, oh, I knew they were going to do something. They have to do something. Can't just be another credit card. If you apply, and everybody else who's listening, you might like this if you're looking for a fucking credit card and you don't want to hurt your credit. If you apply for the Apple credit card, after you apply... Whether you get approved or declined, it is not a hard pull. It's a soft pull. If you get declined, it does not hurt your credit. If you get approved, you then have the option to choose accept. Then you're accepting the terms, accepting the amount you got, which is the way it... And when you put this together, this is the way it should fucking be. But when you're accepting the terms and accepting the amount you got, at that point, then they will pull a hard credit. And at least you're doing it knowing you were approved and agreed to what you got, and that was the hit. That's mm-hmm. a big fucking difference. And it's really, really, really crazy that every company in the world that has a credit card doesn't fucking do that because that's kind of crazy. That's that's ridiculous. They use Golden Sachs as yeah, their no, bank. But that's kind of crazy that you would apply for some shit, get declined, and, and they'd be like, oh, sorry, we can't tell you. We don't know. If and you get declined. Sorry, your credit's fucked. Your credit, no, not fucked, but your credit just took a bad hit. And this one company is going to partner with Golden Sachs and then make it so you can know before you hit that fucking submit button yeah. what the deal is. I would definitely like research that just to confirm. I did. Like, I confirmed oh, yeah. it. Okay. I so, confirmed yeah. it. After she told me that, I was like, are you sure about that? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, you know no bank does that. They all make you just go through the fire blind. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. So then I looked it up on my phone. If you Google it right now, it's the first thing that's going to pop up. Just Google, does Apple credit card hard credit? Because I mean, hard pull. do a hard pull. And it's, the first response is going to come up. Nah, it does. It's going to explain what it does because a bunch of people have probably already looked that up. That's why it's coming up right away. But when I saw that, I was like, you know, I was like, like a little clap. Like, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is us moving in a direction where that's a people move because people are trying to fix their credit. And sometimes when you're fixing your credit, they tell you you need credit to fix your credit. And then if you apply to some shit and get declined, it, now it, you're hurting your situation even and then more. And stays on for however many for like years. four years or some so, shit. But look at, but think about the things that they've done and put in place to keep you locked into yeah. this world of credit. Like, if you're taking pulls and inqu- inquiries, oh, we negatively, you know, it negatively impacts your credit. Oh, you're utilizing too much on your credit. But, I thought it was just to be on my repayment. I thought it was solely based on my ability to repay it. Not, of course. That's I'm going, how it was sold to you. Yes, of course. I'm going to utilize it. That's why I got it. Mm-hmm. But oh, you're utilizing more than more than fifty percent of your credit. Nobody knew that when credit cards was first popping, and then that, and when it first came out, and when it's been out for all these years, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's been a wave of of education and knowledge and people learning how to use credit cards, and then people that doesn't when you get your credit card, that shit don't come in there telling you that oh, just to let you know, keep your utilization down under thirty yeah. percent. Nobody tells you that until you find that out the hard way and the long way, and it's like, man. Obviously, the only motherfuckers who would have a credit card with a large amount and not use 30% of it are motherfuckers who have more than enough money to not do that. So you're setting up the poor clearly because that was never, ever, ever a thing. That 30% utilization thing, that was never disclosed to anybody years ago. Exactly. It's information recently within the past maybe 5, 10 years that has been... Put with, put out there. With the so help of who the fuck karma. were you trying to get with that by not telling us that? Because we know the rich people got the money to pay this shit off right away. But not even that. It negatively it negatively impacts your credit your credit score. If Just you to be close, over. If you close out a line. A credit card. Of, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't close a credit card. I, I, I know mad people who've closed credit cards, but they didn't know that. Like you're you fucked. You know what I mean? I didn't either, know that either. So that's what I'm saying. You're fucked either way. And it's, look at this. Look at this. This. This small topic, I mean, I don't even know if we can call it a small topic, but credit is a very important topic, but look at the minuscule things along the way to keep you fucking trapped and locked in, and it's a revolving door, and and that's why... People sue sue people for more insignificant things. Yes. How the fuck you going to give somebody a credit card, and it has all these very little, but little rules... That will impact you for years of your life, yes. but they don't have to disclose it. How does your credit impact your insurance? What I what, never knew that, how until, that my, until my insurance company told me, oh, my credit impacts my insurance. I never knew that. I was never told that. What does that have to do with your risk of you driving on the road? 
So like niggas is just out here robbing you. Even look, think about it. The, whoever <laughs> is out here whoever doing highway robbing. Whoever you, created credit, like nigga, that's why I be with the scammers. I'm gonna say it again. If you get out here getting it, not people, but if you out here scamming these motherfuckers, go and you're doing it successfully. You're not putting other people in risk and danger. Do your goddamn thing, cause you know what? How the fuck are you gonna pair a credit score with an insurance company when the whole point of your car insurance is for risk on the road? Yes, that shit is high. That's that's called robbery, they legal used to do robbery. That with phone bills, I mean, plenty. They used to do it with a lot of things. Like it became intertwined with everything. I see what they're trying to do. Their justification is gonna be because your credit determines your your um your risk on paying things that you're obligated to pay, but. I'm not borrowing anything from you, so suck my dick. Yeah, I'm not borrowing. I'm, I'm not borrowing service. credit from you. The whole point of a credit card is, think of it as two people. I'm giving you money. A credit card or a line of credit. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. I'm giving you money. So because I'm giving you money, you need to give me something to secure that if you don't pay, I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the interest fee. That's the risk that the lender's supposed to be taking. When you put it down to real simple terms, it makes fucking sense. It's a risk that I'm taking by giving you this money, stranger. So because I'm taking that risk... I need you to pay me interest because of that risk that I'm taking. Boom. Whatever. The fuck that got to do with me driving? What the fuck that got to do with me all this other shit? Y'all niggas be and lying and robbing. All this other shit. Yeah, I be lying so, and robbing. Yeah, that... that See, like I said, like it's shit like that that people need to step back and think about. And that's why I say cash is king. Because you know what? If I have more cash on hand, I could do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, but they're trying to eliminate cash from society, bro. They're trying to. They they have all these rules. If you use cash, you can't do this in cash. They want you to do no, you gotta use a monetary instrument. They don't want you because they need to trace your money and they're using the drug world as an excuse for why they're doing that. But that's not the real reason why they're yeah, doing that. Yeah, it's not that. the real reason. They the just real want reason why tied up. Yeah. And know how much you make. So yeah. they want to do all those things and really, you know, they're really using- really get you, you know, into the into the trap. So you know, the main thing is making sure that, like, we take you out the trap and, and educate you on how we, you know, how we view things, large topics that a lot of people don't know. But Word. if you're in the trap, man, make sure you're the one doing the trapping because and not to people. Yeah. Not don't to don't people. don't hurt people. But get yours, man. Word. Listen, it's the holidays, you know, get in your holiday spirit, drink your coquito, you drink know, your coquito, max out that credit card. No, nah, don't do that. <laughs> um, you know, watch Home Alone, watch The Grins. Die Hard is a Christmas movie for all you people who don't think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie with Bruce Willis. Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. It is a, technically, it is a it Christmas, is a Christmas movie. movie, yeah. So. That's a Christmas movie. You know, watch the movies. Next tonight. Friday is a Christmas movie. I mean, Friday after next is a Christmas movie. It definitely is. You know, make I some mean, cookies, you know, give them to your fake Santas. Word. Um, let me get them. Let me hit them. New Year's resolutions too. I want to hear it. I want to hear what y'all gonna do. And Make what y'all real not resolutions. Do. Don't go for like the grandiose things. Like break them down into achievable chunks. And then if you finish your resolution within the first six months, you can you know set more goals. Facts, man. May the tears you cried in 2019 water the seeds you're planting in 2020, baby. Yeah. Let's get it. And don't say that. And please don't say that. You know, 2019 was the worst year of your life. Like, no, it was just another year. You learned some lessons. You know, you got more insight, and now you're moving forward. It was the worst year of my life. 2020 is gonna be better. Like, nah, fuck that. Like, now you know, it's funny when niggas post like uh, the first, like this first day of 2020, and niggas gonna be like, "Damn, I already fucked up." All right, 2021 is my year. <laughs> <laughs> That shit is funny. Nah, but that's what I'm saying, because people be trying to do these long-term, super, super goals, like, yo, just bright, bite-sized chunks. Yeah, but, man, but cheers to a new year, and, uh, and happy holidays. another chance for everybody to try to get it right, man. Happy holidays. Let's get it. We do this here. If you know, you know podcast with your man, Vlad. And your boy, Rashad. We'll holla at y'all.